Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl, for the final season, our very last season premiere. My name is Frank, and with me, as always, is my trusted co-host, Tim. Wasn't your name Frank for the other seasons? You said for the last season, my name is Frank. Yeah. So, like, what was your name for the other seasons? Well, you know, that was the season. My my alias was Frank then, but now my legal name has finally been changed to Frank. So it's all above board now. Oh, good for you. I apologize if I slip up and call you Stanislaus because I know that's what your, you know, your Christian birth name is. So, but, you know, we'll we'll try. We'll try. Yep, we're <laughs> up to a good start here in season six. Wow. Uh, we fell right back into the saddle, didn't we? Um, we did. It's almost like we do this every We did. It hurt a little. It hurt a little bit, but it, it, we, okay, well, yeah, 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 it fell. We fell into it. Well, yeah. No, f- well, Frank, we know we have other shows, so, you know, and, we and we're, we're, we're obviously um, good friends. Yeah. So, um, so it's not like we haven't talked to one another in a year. But by God, I have not watched Supergirl in a long time. I know. It and felt, it, it that felt did, right. It felt right to have it back on my it TV. Did fe- it, it did feel right to have back on my TV. It was so wonderful to be back, and I. It took a lot of effort to, not to talk to you about the episode. Yeah. Like before we got to the show, because like I was like, wow, like we like used to talk about this all the time, and here we are, and so it's, it's just good to be back, Stanislaus. It's really, it's really great to be it's, back. It's great uh, to be back. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Um, wow, like any any life updates we should share since the last time folks on this show heard heard from us. Um, wait. Okay, so that was a year ago. So we're both still alive. We've, we've uh, we're both still alive. You were yep. the last mm-hmm. friend I saw in person before before the pandemic hit. Um, on like the very last. You must day have been. Before. You must have. We've you talked, must have been my last one too. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I'm sure we talked on. Uh, we might have mentioned that on the podcast at some point. But yeah, you're the last friend I saw in person, and then and then we did hang out once over the summer, socially distant. So like we've we've seen each other. Not as much as we normally do. We used to record the show in person every week for a long time. There. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, well, light, uh, life updates. Uh, I um, I wanted to copy Melissa in the best way possible. So um, I am also uh, going to be a parent. Um, and I will actually be, I will, uh, that baby, that baby will be born. Um before this show wraps. So if I mysteriously disappear from yay. <laughs> if I mysteriously disappear from this uh, from this show, it's because I'm on paternity leave, Frank. That's really that's, right. um, that's what it is. What is our deal with paternity leave on this show? Like do I get compensation or uh, is it pff, nah, no. No, there's no um consider you know, here's the thing. It's all up to the people at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. <laughs> Depending on how generous you all are at Patreon, that that will uh that will justify uh and that will support Tim's Tim's parental leave. Either way, the good news is 
A, Tim, Tim's going to be a dad. And, and B, now there will be a reason for Tim's dad jokes. There'll be an excuse. He'll actually be a dad. Authentic dad jokes Authentic. coming your way. There you go. Authentic. Mm-hmm. 100% authentic. Season. There you go. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I mean, yeah, over the course of this aw, show. A-W-E. <laughs> Anyway. Over the course of, of us doing this podcast, we've both gotten married. Now you're now you're having your first child. Like all these exciting milestones have happened to us in the time that that Supergirl's been on the air, and uh, and you know it's it's sad, it's bittersweet that we're coming up on the that this is the last season. And uh, but yeah, lots of lots of wonderful things have happened <laughs> along the way. It's true. I hadn't really thought that you're right that we had. We we both got married during the tenure of this show, right? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Did we both meet our spouses during the tenure of this show, or did you meet yours I had met before? My spouse before the, we started the show, we just weren't married yet. Okay, okay, yeah. I I've lost track of all time. Yeah. You know, I I saw a meme today that said, you know, um, people in their thirties talking about the nineties is like when we were kids and our parents talking about the sixties. Yes. And I was like, Oh yeah, no, that's the same amount of time. Yeah, that hurts. Right? Yeah. That hurts a yeah, lot. I hate that. Yeah. Whew, yeah. No, that's terrible. And eventually one day we're going to be like, we used to podcast about Supergirl. Like no one knows what you're talking about. Dad. Come on. Grandpa, like, let's go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but here we are the last season of Supergirl. But Frank, we should we should dive into some news. There was a Entertainment Weekly article about Supergirl uh, that dropped a little while ago. I'm just going to read the part of the text here because they're doing my work for me. You're going to tell me what the season's <laughs> themes are that, that I actually did not place into this episode because technically the premiere of season six was supposed to be the finale of five. Right. And so we were wrapping up last year's story and setting up you know this you know this year's this one coming up so so this applies post this episode really but it says in a a real world political and social issues have inspired supergirl last the last two seasons and that will remain the case in the forthcoming run especially in the back half of season six as the show turns its attention to power following destruction of the deo last year the super friends must figure out how to superhero responsibility now that they're operating without government oversight you know with great power comes etc the sure. theme that we really decided to focus on this year is about power and the abuse of power and the limits of power and from with and from without and within. So including not just our bad guys, which is very easy, but in terms of our heroes making decisions because their power is almost limitless. Uh, how do they decide where the line is, says showrunner Keller. Um, showrunner Robert Rofner um, explained that they were inspired by both the Black Lives Matter movement and how some people felt somewhat dis empowered because of the circumstances they were we were all living in with through the pandemic he said we were trying to reflect on that and kind of uh try to address what um empowers people and what our heroes could do to help both set an example and kind of explore some of the issues that keep people from feeling empowered um so that's where we know where this show is that's where we know the show is going um which is pretty cool we also know that kelly is getting Prime. Kelly Olsen's getting primed to be the new guardian to take up her brother's mantle as the guardian this season, um, which I guess was always the plan they had said in another article. But, you know, now where um, but, you know, with the with the influence of uh, BLM on the, on this coming season six, um, it's there. These two things are going to play off of each other pretty organically. Mm. So that's exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens this season. Yeah. 
it, it, there is they they this is a very interesting interview i would recommend everyone read it I'm, I'm popping a link to it in the show notes as i tend to do but it is um it is a great little little um preview of the season ahead uh and i um yeah i'm 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 very excited to see what what lies ahead based on this interview yeah, because this is basically all we know officially about the season, which is crazy. Normally, we're like, this is the villain. This is a good cast. This is this, and this is this. There are some cast members that we know that are coming to season six sure. that they that are in mystery roles. We don't know who they are, and maybe we'll talk about them, you know, ideas here on the show. But, um, but that, but we really don't know tons, and it's. In some ways, you can see from the end of this episode, you can see why they they've also been cagey about saying stuff the way this this episode ends. Right. Um, but it's it's intriguing to walk into the show as a mystery um, because normally, I mean, I haven't felt that way since season going into season two, where like who's in the pod, right, right, right. That's yeah, right. who's yeah. in the pod? Who's yeah, in the pod. Oh man, yeah. Was, Turns out we were all wrong. Oh, everyone was wrong. <laughs> Everyone yep. was wrong. So wrong. All right. Well, it's episode number one of season six, episode titled Rebirth, um, written by um, Robert Rovner and Jessica Keller, teleplay by Jay Farber and Jess Cardos, directed by Jesse Warren. You know, the essential like crew of Supergirl, basically. This is this is them. Um, so it's pretty good. Frank, let's say it's been a while, but you know, we we usually start with that was a good bit, Frank. Yes. These were the goodest of the bits that we liked in the uh episode. I'm gonna start number one, Lex as the anti monitor, Dreamers Dreamer's Dream. Pretty so cool. cool. Liked that. So cool. Yeah, that was such a like I was it was one of those things that as you're seeing it, you're like, wait, is that what is that is he wearing the anti monitor costume? Like mm-hmm. that was that was some yeah. that was some good stuff. That was some some I know stuff. this I know this is technically like the season five finale, um, so it was interesting to see how often they mentioned crisis, like crisis this, crisis that, so casual, crisis blah blah blah. Like it was still so important to them yeah. in that moment, and uh, now I feel like, oh my god, that was so long ago that I watched I that. I mean, it was like, yeah. crisis itself was a year and a half ago almost, you know, a year and a quarter. I, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it was. It, but like you said, this was this. We're wrapping up season five here. This is essentially season five, episode twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, all the events of Crisis are very recent for all of them. And uh, but that was a cool moment. That was a good bit, if you will. I really liked Lex rocking out to Queen in the fortress. Um, that was a that was a good bit for me. That was a fun moment for me. Um, yep, he's he's put aside Frank Sinatra and uh, and he is he's now working with Freddie Mercury. That was fun. That was so. Fun. I think there's something about Lex and a good soundtrack that really like strikes a chord with me, and I I dig it. That was fun. Um, I loved Dreamer's astral form, Ooh, yes. where she was like, yes. "That was real," like because she was kind of like learning how to do it, which I thought was fun. She was like, "Like I'm gonna walk through the door now. I need to touch this panel. Oh crap! I'm in an astral form. What do I do?" <laughs> like, and right. so that was cool. I liked that. I love watching her come into her own as a hero and get new things, do new powers. Like you know, like I couple you know a while back she was just doing like those like string things you know yeah. like 
you know, like the slinky shots. And now it's, right. you know, it's force shields and astral forms. And it's she doesn't have to, like, be asleep to get a vision. Like, there's some yes. good stuff happening. She's able to, like, uh, harness her powers and use them intentionally instead of, like, when she first was introduced, it was her powers were almost a thing that happened to her where she'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, I had a flash. I had a vision. But now she can be a little, she can, like, use her powers intentionally because she's, she's learning how to harness them. So that's, that's mm-hmm. cool. It was, it was fun when she like was trying to use the, like the, that access panel, you know, like the, the mm-hmm. keypad on the wall and she put her hand through it. She's like, Oh, right. Cause I'm phasing through. Okay. How do I make myself solid mm-hmm. now? Like that was a fun right. little detail. Yep. I, um, you said, I like that you said a little flash and you corrected yourself. You're like, can't that's use that show. in the DC, in the DC, <laughs> in the DC universe. Got to use a different word. That's a different show. Um, Brainy tells Nia that uh, he loves her, and I I liked that as a good bit. It does tie a little bit into the the themes, but I liked it as a good bit just because like I'm thinking of like um, the kind of like cerebralness that that Brainy has, and to to access emotion is so much more difficult for him than it is for for anybody else on the show. Um, that it uh it was just a big moment, and I just liked it as a bit as well as part of the theme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There was um, oh gosh, there were so many good bits. Um, I I was happy at the end of the episode that there is going to be a return to emphasis on like journalism at Catco. That made me happy. Uh, Andrea being like, yeah. "We're going to be the best damn mm-hmm. newspaper," or whatever she said. Um, like that, that was cool because you know I I've been I've been talking a lot about about Superman and Lois. Um, mm-hmm. For those who are unaware, Superman and Lois TV talk. Uh, that's a podcast. I'm on it um, uh, with our, our good friends Derek and Robin. The three of us talk about Superman and Lois every week, and one of the things that that show has done a lot of is you know Lois is a main character, right? Her name's in the, in the title of the show, and uh, her. She is uh, her focus is is her is her journalism career, and so much so many great like Lois Lane you know journalist extraordinaire moments in that show, and and because of it I, I I started as I was thinking about Supergirl coming back I was like oh man I really hope that they bring Kara back to Catco and and that 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 they they emphasize that a little bit more this season and it seems like they're going to so I'm I'm really pleased about that because that's an aspect. That's an aspect of of uh, the Superman realm that I really, really cherish and really value, and I feel like it's something that I I really get into. So I'm I'm glad that there's that there is you know that uh, that William and and Andrea were both like talking about Kara as a reporter, and that makes me feel hopeful that when when Kara's back uh, from where she is right now, uh, that she'll uh, that she'll be back at work as a journalist at Catco, and um, that's exciting. That's super exciting for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. I that is very exciting. Uh, I loved when Lillian tells Lex like to um, to like not kill his sister, yeah. and he's like, "But she killed me first. <laughs> she killed me first. How great a line is that? It was great. It, his delivery was great too. Like a, just like a petulant sibling. Like, hey, but they hit me first. Yeah. Like I, I loved it. That was a great bit. What else you got? Uh oh, gosh, I I. I the, just the simple fact of the Phantom Zone uh, being being shown um, was mm-hmm. really cool for me. That was that was that's always fun. Again, these things from like Superman lore, uh, from from Superman Supergirl lore, are the things that really really get me going. So seeing the Phantom Zone, you know, seeing Catco turn back to journalism, all those kind of things. Those are the things that I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for that. 
Good, 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 good. Um, I loved Dreamer getting a Legion ring from Brainy. That was a big yeah, moment. That was cool. That's a very big moment, you know, because Dream Girl is part of Dream Girl is part of the Legion, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, her great her ancestor and all that. And Lily even Lillian even drops Dream Girl, you know, yes. today. You know, like whatever you want, Dream Girl, yes. it's Dreamer. Kick. Dreamer. Yeah, um, I know. But I love yeah, that as, good. as a nod. I uh you know what I uh when when Lena punches Lex and, yes. and then she apologizes to Alex like oh did did you want to do that and Alex's like no it's okay family first yeah I love that I love the family so first good. yeah no no so I mean good. like yeah I mean we all want to do yeah. it but um speaking of Alex I loved the um she's Alex being like I'm gonna take this thing from the fortress and Car is like okay but as long as you return it and she's like I always return the stuff I borrow you're like tell me that tell that to every graphic tee I owned I in junior high. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's the see. That's the stuff that I've missed. Um, you know those uh, those real hard like good. The show is that you said earlier today through tech. Like the show is at its finest in its smaller moments, right? Yeah, it's like little um, character moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I miss those because, like, th- let's let's face it. The show has had a very like cosmic scale for the last season or two. It's been mm-hmm. very, very big in scope, and I, I kind of wouldn't mind it if once Kara comes back from the Phantom Zone and things are sort of, I wouldn't mind it if there's a, a, a little bit of a, a period where she's dealing with smaller stakes for a little while, so we can build it back up by the finale, and mm-hmm. and having a, t- a period of time where during that small stakes time we get to see more of like karaoke nights and danvers sisters takeout nights and you know getting pizza and pot stickers and that kind of stuff um you know uh, more more one-on-one conversations in lena's office or whatever those kinds of small moments where we get to see the characters hanging out and 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 we see their interpersonal relationships more at the forefront um those are the things that i i really love because this has become a very like team focused show much the way flash is is like team flash like this is now sort of team supergirl right. yeah there i mean they were all that way there was you know team arrow yeah, yeah. i mean legends is an actual team right. but you know it's it's good to when um you know they always do that from a logistical standpoint you do that to give your stars a rest yes. because their schedules are so demanding that you they need breaks and so you have episodes dedicated to other members of the team so they can like have a little bit of a respite a little bit of vacation so they're not working six you know, six days a week, 12 to 14 hours a day. Um, so, um, so it's always nice. And it's, I, it's always nice to, um, it's always nice to take time to build that team though. In the, like, you know, otherwise they're just characters on a, on a screen. They're not people. Um, so that's good. Um, I thought the whole battle in the fortress against Lex was really fun. Um, you know, that's very comic booky. Like you just like Lex battling, Supergirl and Martian Manhunter and Miss Martian and you know the like Dreamer. There's like and Alex. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. I do like that everyone was flying and Alex is on the ground. She's like pew pew pew. No, <laughs> uh, it's okay, Alex. It's okay. Maybe you fly one day. That's all right. Yeah, one day. One day. Um, yeah. Um, a good bit, which is also. Um, actually, I want to leave that good bit to the last because it's going to be a good transition piece. Um, 
I like the cover story that Cat pulls Kara out on a story. They're just like, oh, she's with Cat Grant. And they're like, oh, well, Cat Grant wants her. That's just what Cat Grant's going to do. <laughs> like, and everyone just accepts that. And you're I like, know. the power of Cat Grant on this show is amazing. She hasn't even shown her face in years. Well, that has me wondering, do, do you think she... I mean, that was obviously a cover story that, that, uh, uh, that Nia made up. But, like, what the fact that they mentioned her at all... Makes me wonder. I mean, are, would, yeah. would the writers only be mentioning her because maybe we're going to get a, a cameo of some kind again? She was working in the White House last we saw her, I think. So right. I, I, I think so. I, I think this is a good. I mean, it's a goodbye tour. You know, the right. the beauty of a show that knows it's leaving, that it's the final season, is that they can they can say goodbye as best as they can. Bring all the favorites back. We'll see James again. We'll see Kat again. You know, win? give us the... Maybe win? Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, even if it's just a, a head on a screen for whatever reason. But I think Kat, like, Car's going to have some splaining to do. Yeah. You know, like, and so and the cover story might have to deal with that. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm, I'm actually fresh out a good bit. So why don't you hit, hit me with your last one and we'll, we'll transition. Okay. Um, a couple, a couple more. Um, we know someone is mounted a rescue mission uh, concerning the phantom zone. Cause Magan has gone to look for them, but there is no name drop, um, which I found interesting. And just as a good bit, they were like, Oh yeah, we know about somebody who's like had to go into the phantom zone before. So we're going to. Like, we're going to look for said person, but we don't know who said person is yet. Mm. And so um, we could get some comic character goodness coming up, um, but we don't know. We just don't know who that is yet. There have been, I said, some new cast members, but their roles are mysteries. So it's probably one of those people, but it's really not enough to go off of just yet. Just keep your professor comics corner. Keep your your little, uh, your I don't know, your professor jacket with the elbow patches. Keep it keep it handy just in case we need it because we might need it in the next couple weeks. I will. I will yeah. indeed. Um, and so the two things that I actually want to transition right into Professor Comics Corner. Um, one is the drop of the anti-life equation. Um, yeah. That in this episode, like, oh, we can use the anti-brain. He's like, use the anti-life equation, which has happened before. This is the second time on Supergirl that the anti-life equation has popped up. The first one was in season five where, you know, like I patch Brainiac fives tries to prevent one of the doppelgangers from opening his earth um, with like the bottled antimatter wave and like all this different stuff. And so they, he uses the anti-life equation then on the doppelganger. One of them uses on the other one. And so, um, and so we have it here again. And I don't know for, for people who don't know the anti the anti-life matter, the anti-life equation is this thing in the, in the DC universe that it's a formula that allows you to, control life it takes away it takes away free will and so it's loneliness plus alienation plus fear plus despair plus self-worth um or it's plus alienation plus fear plus despair um and then plus self-worth divided by mockery divided by condemnation divided by misunderstanding times guilt times shame times failure times judgment n equals y uh, where y equals hope and n equals folly love equals lies life equals death Self equals dark side. I was told there would be um, no math. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Stanislaus. I apologize. <laughs> um, so, um, so anyway, so, so is it brain's used it twice. So maybe, maybe we're going fourth world. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, we've, the fourth world has popped up in 
I mean, other things before we saw that we've seen the fourth world on Smallville, obviously, um, uh, Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League, yep. you know, with Darkseid and, and Steppenwolf and Desaad, and that's all far, Fourth World. The anti-life equation was dropped in Zack Snyder's Justice League just a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Like, we got that big drop. So, um, so it's in the zeitgeist now. So maybe maybe we're going in that direction. Maybe there's something happening in that direction. You know, maybe the person who had to map out the Phantom Zone was Mr. Miracle. Ooh, How sweet ass would that be? be? Cool. That would be that would be so fun. I would love that so much. Um, but anyway, that's fun. The next Professor Comics Corner, which also is part of a good bit, is Alex gets a superhero name. Yes. Which is fun. So it's one of those things where Jean is like, I had a friend that you've never heard of before. I know. <laughs> and, yeah, it was a little, little, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. All right. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing here. It seems a little much, but I know what you're doing. So anyway, so Jean is like, I had this guy, I had this friend. His name was Nor, uh, Nor Cot, which is a comic thing. Um, he was like in five issues, like way back in the day. And he was the former commander of the Martian army and former best friend of the Martian Manhunter. And so, and he's like never really popped up again because, you know, he died on Mars. And so, um, and so, but anyway, so in there, he was like, he had this symbol and he always stood watch and he was always, you know, there, like when I would like bring in the bad guy, they'd be there to watch the bad, he was there to watch the bad guy and make sure that nothing bad happened and blah, blah, blah. And he went by the name sentinel right so john jones is the martian manhunter this guy is sentinel and he's like and i this is his symbol and we pass it off to you and so now she gets her own little beacon thing in the wall which i thought was really fun and cool i like the name sentinel it actually really works for alex like considering her role at the deo and everything that the deo and its good days was supposed to do like sentinel is really strong it really works for me um but I was looking at the symbol in the middle, and it kind of looks like Kellex with like a star in oh, the middle. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. So I was, so I, so I was thinking Sentinel, Sentinel, Sentinel. I couldn't remember. So the Sentinel is actually another alias for the original Green Lantern uh-huh. of the DC universe. So the original Green Lantern is Alan Scott, um, and he has this. He gets his powers not from a. Um, it's not from the from Oa or the Guardians or anything like that. His ring is the it comes from this thing called the Star Heart, um, and that's like where the green flame comes from and all this stuff. So, but the Star Heart at one point in the comics makes him younger, and so he takes on a new alias at that point. He's no longer Green Lantern. He becomes Sentinel. Um, and if you look at, I left a picture for you in, in my notes, but if you look at his symbol on his chest, it's the same basic shape without the side bursts as the one that Alex has. Ah, very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. So good stuff from good, good stuff for the, I mean, does that mean we're going to see Green Lantern or anything like that? Probably not. Like, um, I don't think it's going to go in that direction. I think they're just pulling like a you know, a side character kind of thing yeah, for Alex. Probably that seems likely to me. Um, I'm, uh, and as always, I'm throwing these things, uh, in the show notes, N- Norcott. Is that the name? I couldn't, I didn't catch it when they said it and I didn't have, yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's N apostrophe O R R C O T T. Got it. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to throw that in there too, for folks, folks who want it to, to read more. There's Norcott. Um, interesting. Very, very interesting. And, the the Alan Scott connection is is actually very cool. I I actually really like that symbol. 
uh, that she has. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. I hope she gets to. I hope she gets, she, she gets to wear it. You know, I hope she gets a new suit where she get, that that's on her. On her. Give suit. me two because I. Or, no offense to Alex's suit, it's kind of bland. Like it's just like there's no. There's, it's it doesn't just, have any distinguishing characteristics. It's basically just a leather suit with a black hood. Like that's that's. Yeah, with the with the, the blue, blue and the, yeah, with the blue um, kind of accents, but it's because sometimes the symbols are what end up making suits like really pop. That's right, you know, yeah. or you know, so even if they're on, a little bit more on the subtle side, like Jean's X kind of looks like a design feature, or Brainy's three dots, or all these things, but those end up being their true crests, their symbols. So I hope that Alex is kind of gets a bit of a makeover. Um, so. Um, Anyway, we're then we're on to why was that a decision? Oh yes, um, which is the yeah, which is the that was the choice you made, huh? Um, but I've decided to go in this year in something that it's a decision, but I really like the decision that was made as well as the bad one. So um, my bad one is just a line of dialogue that y- you can't kill technology, but technology can kill you. Ah uh, yes, <laughs> that one caught my ear as well. Yeah, that was just a little, that was a little much for me. Like, sometimes this show's right on the money, and other times you just get a line like that, and you're like, that's, that's, <laughs> not, that's no good. Not the best, but hey. <laughs> it is what it, it, is, it, is, what what it is. is. It was one where I was like, she goes like, you can't kill technology. And I was like, please don't say, but technology can kill you. And then she did. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and th- this next one is a little bit, kind of um meta because it's a little bit outside of the show but we we can do spoilers on the show from from here on out i don't know why you're listening to the show if you didn't watch it right but um (laughs) yeah um but so so kara ends up in the phantom zone at the at the end of the episode lex sends her there which i think is a great it's always great stakes to send kara into the phantom zone but i just thought it from from a maternity leave standpoint what a great storytelling device to give Kara and Melissa a reason to be absent to not like to not be around for several episodes um, so they can kind of continue to shoot season they could continue to shoot season six without her there and they always said that they were going to insert car they'd film Kara scenes and then insert them into each episode when she was back from her leave and now they're like oh that means they shot her phantom zone scenes without the rest of the cast like that is really that was a really really good decision really Um, really smart way to yeah it's a good plot device and it, it makes it easy for them to do that that was very very clever very clever way of doing it because you could just have melissa shoot those scenes i don't know it was either earlier or later on whenever they did it but she could shoot those in isolation and and not have to not have to worry about her her maternity leave so yeah great great uh choice on their part yep Mm -hmm. yep it gives me the tension there it gives the characters room to grow as heroes without her right because you're they're always under the shadow of supergirl yes. so it's team supergirl and whatever or the super friends or whatever you want to whatever you want to call them but when the big hero is not there they all have to step up and sometimes that happens like for an episode or two but never for it never for a elongated absence and i That's think right. in some in some ways we're gearing up to say like we're gearing up to say goodbye to supergirl forever right I, you know like i have a fear i i have a, a feeling that you're right i have a <laughs> feeling that you're right that we are getting ready to say goodbye to kara uh, and supergirl f- maybe forever um because i can't see how they wrap up this show 
and have her just still be on Earth One because Superman and Lois is also taking place on Earth One. And how can you, there needs to be some explanation, I would think, for why she's not popping by every once in a while or, or sure. You know? I mean, there's always the like I popped by when the camera wasn't watching us, you there know, is, thing that but we you know what I mean. You People know, want an explanation. I do. And, and so having do. it be that she's off world or something might be a more just like they had Superman and Lois go off world for a little bit to explain why he wasn't around more between seasons four and five. Right. Yep. That, you know, that, that makes tons of sense. And even her in the phantom zone makes sense why she's not, yes. you know, popping around inside of, inside of, um, Superman and Lois right now. So, um, but I think this, there's something like your point, like she's just not palling around, um, other spaces when the show ends, like does Supergirl exist anymore? Like, do they, are they, do they carry on without her? Because you can have other heroes exist while the other hero leaves. Like Arrow is a great example of that where, you know, like, you know, Ollie dies, but his team still remains, right? They still, they still do their own. They're still doing a thing. Right. Um, but the, because they weren't the central lead of the show, it's allowed to fade. But the main hero isn't really allowed such luxuries as to continue. Right. You know, one thing that that came to my mind on on that note is that towards the end of season five, Kara did say something to Nia, something along the lines of like, I know, I I know I can trust you. Like you are becoming a hero in your own and I can trust you and I can like take a break every now and then because I know that you're capable. And I kind of wonder if they, if this is an opportunity for them to as Nia's coming into her powers a little bit more, maybe she becomes sort of the leader of the pack for, for a little while, while, while Supergirl's in the Phantom Zone, or or if something happens to her and she leaves Earth at the end of the season. Maybe that's an opportunity for, for Nia to sort of step up and be the, uh, the central hero now that she's grown more as a character. Mm-hmm. It could be. It could be. I don't know if Nia's ready for leadership. I mean, especially when you have Alex and Jean right there. I mean, like, you want to talk leaders. You know, even Lena is, like, really part of the, the team now. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's um, so there's a lot. There's a lot out there. But anyway, um, that's that was the what that was the decision. But let's talk story time village, Frank. Let's talk story time village. So it, because it's been over a year. I will remind you of some themes that we've been playing with over the past year. One is this over-reliance on technology and the dark side of technology, Um, you know, because technology can kill you even though you can't kill it, you know, just so you know. We really put a bow right on top of that theme, actually. (laughs) Like, the central thesis, you can't kill technology, but technology can kill you. It turns out, it turns out, ironically, you can kill technology, Mm. right? Because, Mm. you know, like, because gaming is like the like she's the the goddess of technology or what and like oh guess what well she ain't around anymore so it turns out she was wrong you know what that moment visually reminded me of superman 3 yes yeah that was that had that was definitely absolutely on purpose absolutely she i said that last season where like she showed her like form and like her like you know, and I was like, she looks like the villain for Superman three, and now I'm scared again. Yes, because I was scared as a kid, and I'm scared now. And it was the same thing. I was like, oh, that is so unnerving. Re traumatized. I'm sorry, but I that. was re traumatized. It was terrible. I'm sorry. Thank you. 
All right. Well, anyway, the next theme, Frank, because that's really all there really is in that theme. Every, it kind of wraps up um, everything. It's the nice part about a finale, even though if it's a premiere, it wraps up everything we're talking about. So, again, these are all last year's themes. These are not this year's themes. So, um, so we'll see. Um, secrets and trust and their use for good and evil. We get a lot of we get a lot of finality on this theme because Brainy has seen the error of his ways. Right. You know, he's stopped you know, like hid stuff from the team to stop Lex and, you know, but, you know, uh, Nia's like, you know, what's the good of saving the world if you just betray the people that love you and all this different, all this different stuff. And, and I, there's a part of me that was like, well, you still saved the world. Yeah. So I would say that like is probably still right. Yes. Like, I don't know if that's the, like my takeaway is like brainy, pro like, I mean, they probably could have stopped Lex anyway, but part of me was like, I, actually uh, like completely understand what brainy did and why he did it um the downside is that he really thought that he was going the path of villain and that he was losing himself um and that was the that's the the spiral that we would have to you know pull him out of that if he trusted his friends he wouldn't have gone that far down the hole yeah that's right that's right yeah yeah, yeah it, it it is oh man it it does sort of wrap that that storyline i i had um i i had been wondering how that would come to fruition and and that was kind of a you know because of the pandemic a lot of storylines were left sort of dangling and and we we had to see them come to come together i brainy's losing track of himself and and going off with or you know being under Lex's thumb, really. That's the thing that they didn't really talk about, that it was like, I didn't really feel like I had a choice. Like, it was sort of a, like, I, I, was, I was sort of blackmailed into it, and I, I did what I did. I mean, he kept he kept the secret, and maybe he could have brought them in on it, but, like, he did what he did because he was trying to protect people also, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's because he felt like he didn't have a choice, and Lex had him in a, in a corner. Yeah, well... Sometimes when you got to wrap stuff up, Frank, you just leave those yeah, bits yeah. Uh, out there on the table and you go, well, we all and, learned a lesson it's, today. It's more about him being disappointed in himself uh, than it is about him, like, defending himself. So, like, that's, you know, he's taking, he's taking accountability right. for his actions and that's actually other admiral. And that's a, that's a huge leap forward for Brainy, a yeah. huge leap forward. And that I actually loved that conversation with um, him and Lena, right? Because you have basically some of the two smartest people on the planet in the same room working on a thing. And Lena is the one that's like that we w like I win the culpability award. So like stop beating yourself up over here because like she says like you were tricked, blah blah blah, all this stuff. Like me, I just freaking did it. So right. yeah. Um, and so she's like, they say that we both need to cope with the mistakes of the past and believe in their friends who trust them. The end. So um, that's that's big from both of them. I mean, she says it like it's no big deal. That is so hard. It's you know, like we talk about. I mean, you're talking to two people here, or we're talking to ourselves. You know, like you know, you said that one thing in fourth grade that you still think about. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Right. I am definitely so, familiar with that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so and so she's just like, we need to cope and move on. And you're like, that is a hard thing to do. So if you're doing it, good on good you. you. I couldn't do it without some therapy, but good for you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, it's right. It's hard to do. And it is a like that is a beautiful that quote is a beautiful sort of button on that storyline on, on that on that theme of secrets and trust and, and their use for good and evil. Like they they both realize like the mistakes they made. 
you know, she, she acknowledges that, that hers was more of a choice where his was more of a, a situation he was forced into and they just need to cope with their mistakes and believe in their, in their friends. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, let, let their friends believe in them. Um, and that's it's a lot easier said than done. A lot easier said than done. It's much easier Absolutely. to beat yourself up for, for some of that stuff. That's right. And and along along with that is like Lena is reconciling with Kara, you know, Brainy and Nia are also reconciling where you know, Brainy's like, Oh, did it to protect you and this and this and all this stuff and but he realizes I love this when he says that um um like she doesn't need to be protected because uh you are a woman that stops tidal waves. That was a, and I that was a great moment, yeah. That was very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I think in some ways that it's also like, yes, that she is, but she, to her point, you know, she's also like, we're in this together. So you like, you got to open yourself up, like, you know, to make sure this doesn't happen. And that's, that's where the conversation with Lena really hammers that home for both of them. So I loved it. I love that. I loved the wrap up to that theme, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It was, it was a nice, like, they put a nice ribbon on it and, and that theme is now kind of, all right, cool. That was season five theme and we've wrapped it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so of course we get the shades of villainy, you know, like how far is too far and all that. And so I like that Lillian is real iffy about how far Lex wants to go with killing half the world. Right. You know, where she's like, well, what about the people who like weren't wearing the VR and like, what about, I mean, part of it's selfish. Cause she's like, what about, me what about your sister and everybody else is fine but but they're like she's thinking it through from not like a like uh like an egomaniac mm. kind of way where she's just like thinking like like is there actually a purpose to any of this like and i kind of like that she doesn't really stop him but she does like try to get him to like like see like what his actual purpose is and so just to kind of sum that up and that like lex is the worst of them you know, like, you know, because we, we've seen Lillian do some terrible things on the show through the course of several seasons, but oh, yes. even but even she has her limits, right? Yeah, apparently. And, uh, and I feel like we saw that yeah. more, maybe more than we've ever seen here with that, with that uh, reaction to what he wanted to do to Lena. And honestly, she seemed taken aback at the idea of half the world's population being wiped out. Like that seemed like as much as it might have been the way she verbalized it was under selfish reasons. She, her, her reaction, her, the way she reacted, like as an actor gave mm-hmm. me the impression that we're supposed to think that like, that Lillian's like, all right, this is even a little far for like, even for me, like this is a little egomaniacal where you're like, it's all about right. me. I love Lexi. Yeah. Which I thought was great. I love Lexi. Um, uh, I did like that little bit when they stop him and they like, I don't know what I saw in him. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was good. Um, and so, and then so you have what I like is that right at the tail end of this episode, it it plays with your sense of how much you trust Lena or don't trust Lena because, you know, Lex gets arrested. He's in prison. He's talking to Lillian and blah, blah, blah. And Lena shows up with Myriad and she does something. Right. And you're like, oh, man, like, what is with the secrets again, Lena? Didn't you just learn a lesson? And then like five (laughs) minutes later, she shows up like I'm returning Myriad. And also, by the way, I used it to wipe the memories of all the associates of Lex and Lillian's of Supergirl's identity. That's awesome. That was cool. What a great that what a great 180 for Lena in that moment. Like, yes, she didn't tell anybody she was doing it, but she did a good thing. And she told everybody afterwards. And like, that was that's really good she did a really two seasons ago she would have held on to mary that's right that's right she would have held on to it for like whenever she needed it 
and 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 not giving it back. But yeah, she gave it gave it back. Was was oh, like, hey, listen, I did this thing. But she because she did it. I I like that they there was it, the way she did it was almost a payoff for Supergirl's comment earlier when Lena was like, do you, but do you trust me with Myriad? Like after all we've been through, and Supergirl says like, I I trust you. You uh, I know what's in your heart. And and she trusts her because she knows what's in her heart, and that I feel like gives Lena the confidence to just do that because she knows it's the right thing to do, and she knows that Supergirl believes in her. I mean, if you want to go back to believing in her friends who trust her, uh, like she said to Brainy, Supergirl trusts her, and so she's she feels empowered by that to do what she's all right. You know, I want I think the right thing to do is to is to wipe those memories, and I'm just going to do it without asking permission, and I'll return the thing afterwards, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it actually tells us that Lena is still a better to ask forgiveness than permission right. kind of person, but the, her intentions are a little less selfish and a little, or a little less emotionally taunt, I guess. Yeah, um, you know, so so, um, so it's good. Uh, it's good growth. For, good growth from Lena. Um, and the, the final shade of villainy we got Andrea, who's like, "Ooh, I'm, everything is ruined. How terrible!" Um, but my dad is terrible too. So I guess he's just going to buy all my shares of of the thing so I can save Catco um, and we can continue the integrity of journalism into the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I liked that wrap up. Honestly, I was surprised. I don't know why I was surprised that William and Andrea were in the episode because I know there's a lot of this was the five finale, but I was like, Oh, I guess they're like around still. Like I'm so used to one season cast members that right. I'm always almost surprised. I'm like, Oh, I guess you're still a thing. All right. Cool. I was curious about, and I still I am curious, like of how how much we'll see them moving forward. Because if Catco is going to be more of a thing, like if they are going to try and and have Catco be more of an uh, a journalistic enterprise that has integrity rather than just sort of a, a, a you know gossip magazine or whatever that Andrea was turning it into, maybe William and Andrea do stick around more. Maybe we do see them more or, or, or maybe we just go to Catco and we, you know, they're just, they're not in the scene, but, but Nia and Kara are there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, there's still some unresolved romantic stuff with William too. So is. yeah. Yeah. You know, cause he's like, Oh, Kara left the country, you know, right. and didn't tell like, me, uh, didn't invite yeah, me. N- yep. Whatever. Um, but he's also like, mm, but she's you know doing her job, so whatever. Right. That's the right. thing that she right. does. So because he's a good dude, so yeah. And so integrity of journalism basically wraps up with they're gonna win another Pulitzer for their expose on Lex William and Kara's you know stuff, and, and we're moving forward into goodness because that wraps up Andrea's storyline too, right? Because she comes in and she's like, what can get the most clicks? What can do this? All this stuff. So for her to go from what can get the most clicks all the way into you're winning us a Pulitzer, let's do some real news. That's like real actual growth. So it's good. It's really, it's good stuff. And that's it. That's the episode, Frank. That was the whole kit and caboodle. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. Uh, there was there was much to much to talk about, um, and and obviously we end things we end things with Kara getting uh, sent into the Phantom Zone, and that was a cool that was a really cool. Um, I love the way they did that with that sort of the, the anti kryptonite thing. I forget what what that what that was called, but that they were going to use to take away Lex's powers, and that that moment where like. Alex shoots at him at the same moment that he shoots the Phantom Zone projector 
Akara. Um, that was a that was a good. I should have brought this up, but during that was a good bit. But that was a good bit, uh, and I, I I loved that a lot. And that was a good. I feel like that was a strong end to the episode, probably because it was basically we're seeing a season finale cliffhanger. Um, but mm-hmm. season premieres also have cliffhangers on the CW typically, it, and it's true. And so, oh, it am I really? I'm really curious, actually, if like was that the original intention? like to send her into the phantom zone or if this is this is like pandemic maternity leave like this is like the new direction that they were taking because like the image of like the way that it showed like him getting shot the phantom zone the like the image of her going into it it felt like a little like here's a still image of kara and we're animating around it almost like this is what we have to work with kind of thing and so um, I, I would really love to know, like, if this was an originally intention, uh, the original intention or not. Um, I th- so you also talked about the the gold kryptonite. I think it was just gold kryptonite, right? Because gold kryptonite, because gold. I'm not sure because gold kryptonite takes away your powers permanently. That, that's that's the thing with gold kryptonite. That's true. So it does. the one like, thing I wasn't sure about though is because they didn't say. In fact, I think Brainy said named another planet. And said, like, yeah, oh, it was the um, it, was, it was the Leviathan um, yes, planet. Homeworld. The um, yeah. J- yeah, the I forgot what it was, to be honest. But you you know what I'm talking about. So like it, it, it didn't come from Krypton, apparently. So then that makes me it's like, OK, so then I, I guess it's not Kryptonite. Oh, unless maybe it's just gold Kryptonite. I'm overthinking it. I'm, I'm honestly I'm. I am honestly not sure yeah. uh, at at all. Um, Jun- Juniper, Juniper, Juniper. Juniper. I just yeah, found it. Thank yep, you. Yep. It's yeah, a, and it's a I didn't write it down. Da- um, that's right. So that that makes that's that sort of tracks, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the that was Ramakan's uh, planet. That's where he uh, mm-hmm. was in charge. So Ramakan, Ramakan and the Obsidian Age. So, mm-hmm. uh, oh, and by the way, uh, some real-time follow-up. I just took a quick peek, and it doesn't look like, as far as what's been published, and this could this could just be that we don't know yet, but it looks like um, Julie Gonzalo, who plays Andrea Rojas, and Staz Nair, who plays William Day, both of them are not listed for any future episodes on IMDb. Oh, That's what IMDb says right now. Sometimes that's not... You know, sometimes they hold those things back because there's a surprise coming. So it's possible that one or both of them could could be back in season six. But as of right now, IMDb doesn't have anything um, to indicate that. So for those who were those who were curious. Hmm. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. I but I think that I think that now I know that that wraps up that segment. Let's go to feedback real quick. I have an email mm-hmm. here from Rachel. Uh, Rachel makes a really interesting point about Brainy and Nia's relationship because remember, and you referenced this briefly, you touched on it, Tim, earlier, that we know that in the future, in the future that Brainy comes from, um, Nia has a descendant, Nuranal, uh, mm-hmm. and, and in the comics that was, Nuranal was Dream Girl, who, who, you know, Dreamer is based off of, but in this reality, she's, she's a future descendant of of Nia. And, uh, and so Rachel points out that Brainy probably can't, there's two things going on. One of two things is going on here. Either Brainy can't end up with Nia 
because that would risk erasing Noranal from existence. Or, or, um, maybe Nora ends up becoming Nia and Brainy's descendant. <laughs> right? Oh, like, maybe. May, I mean, I, yeah. I have no idea, but either of those are either of those can be likely. It's in, it's yes. interesting. Um, Rachel says she hopes that that doesn't end up happening, um, and she hopes that they the two of them don't end up together, so that, that that future can still happen that that Brainy saw. But it's an interesting point that I hadn't I hadn't really put those pieces together because you know time travel is is uh, wibbly wobbly timey wimey, but um, it sure is. Yeah, but that was a good that was a good call, Rachel. Uh, she was anyway. Other than that, I enjoyed the episode. And my favorite scenes were between Jean and Megan. Brainy and Lena and Jean and Alex. Uh, Jean and McGon, we didn't talk about this too much, but they, that was, it was kind of funny how Jean was like, should we save the world? Because I'm not sure I want to save the world if it means you're going to know my secrets. And um, I'm just really sensitive. And so maybe we don't take down these satellites, baby. I don't mm-hmm. know. Or maybe, do you, will you like me anyway? It was very, it was very, it was very, uh, I'm, I'm making fun of him a little bit, but it was very like, you um, uh, What's it? vulnerable? It was very vulnerable of him. To it, be was, yeah. it was. Vul- it was. Yeah. It's. It's happened a couple of times. I was actually struck by like he's like if I open myself up and blah blah blah. It's actually something that Jean is concerned about over and over and yeah. over again. And so, but it gets a little bit bigger every time. And it's, so uh, that's right. Yeah. I, yeah. So I did. I did like the um it, the implications. I guess of right. um him. You know, as uh, I think about it, the wondering. more I think about it, if you had lost your lost your family tragically like that maybe you would have some uh some trouble opening up to another person because you'd be afraid they get taken away too <laughs> so that's totally yeah, that's totally tragic. yeah right yeah think yeah but i mean from him he's like she's a white martian technically and he's like he's gonna she's gonna know every ugly thing that i've ever thought about her people yeah. and so but but alex is like you think that she's got some thoughts too maybe yeah that she's a person is that a what's the you? matter with you yeah yeah, yeah, this doesn't go one way. This is a this is a two way thing. Uh, and then yeah. the, uh, the other piece of uh, the other piece of feedback we got is from Kevin on Twitter. Uh, Kevin says, "Solid kickoff to a new Supergirl season." Anticipated where Kara was he- or Kara was headed. Oh man, take a drink. I just said Kara. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah, uh, anticipated wow. where Kara was headed based on the third episode title switch, which we can get to afterwards when we when we talk to uh, when we talk about the trailer. The third episode title switch. However, looking forward to how the series will depict. Phantom Zone inhabitants, and if uh, if a if she'll have a new ally beginning with the letter Z. Dun, dun, dun. You know, somebody with the letter yeah. Z in the Phantom Zone. Zebra Man. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that would be cool if they yep. if they brought in Zod in some way. That would be super. I mean, the last time, the only time that Zod was in there was like when Superman thought. In, back in season two, when Superman thought he was fighting Zod, do you remember that? Yep. Um, and so that would be cool to see to see Zod in here. It w- it might feel a little like, okay, that's a Superman villain, but I guess it's an everyone villain. But I guess it's a Superman. You know what I mean? Like, but I who knows if like who's in the zone? I mean, maybe we'll see. Um, maybe we'll see a different. You know, uh, maybe we'll see a, um, um, oh my God, Feora or mm, something like that, mm, right? You know, mm. like, so there's some other, there's some other Phantom Zone attendees that uh, we could potentially fall in line with. So I don't know. 
It could be. It's going to be fun either way. I do like the way the Phantom Zoners look. I think you know, like sometimes they're just like uh, the, the Phantom Zone Phantoms. Sometimes they're just like I'm a person and I'm in the Phantom Zone. But sometimes yeah. the Phantom Zone actually changes what they look like. And I do look. They look pretty scary. And I'm I'm on board. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, um, it, there's there's lots of potential for the uh, for the Phantom Zone, and I'm I'm excited for excited for what what lies ahead. But hey, um. We have we have an entire season to talk about these things and watch them unfold. I'm so excited to do that with with you, Tim, and with all of you listening. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for writing into us. Mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com. If you have thoughts uh, and you want to send us follow-up, please do that. We'd love to read it on the show. Or tweet at us, at TV Supergirl on Twitter. You can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio. That is the uh, the best way to support us and, and to make sure that Tim has parental leave. When the time comes, uh, uh, you know, babies aren't cheap and, uh, we, uh, <laughs> we would love, we would love to, uh, to, to make that happen. Uh, find us anywhere podcasts are found. You can follow us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, everywhere. Please leave us a rating or a review. Those mean so much to us. And as we're heading into our final season here, we want to end on a strong note, make sure folks can find the show easily. And those reviews and ratings make that possible. So please, please do that. Uh, if you haven't taken the time to do it, just takes a second. Just, just tap that five star, uh, button and you're, you're all set and we will appreciate it so, so deeply. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week to uh, to talk about uh, episode two, A Few Good Women. And stick around after the trailer for some trailer TV talk. The Phantom Zone is an environment unlike one you've ever experienced. I am going to do everything I can to escape. We will save Supergirl. There are things worse than death. Who are you? And that was the trailer audio for Supergirl Season 6, Episode 2, A Few Good Women. Uh, And the official description for the episode reads, The breaking point. As the stakes with Lex are raised higher than ever before, Lena must decide how far she is willing to go to stop her brother. Meanwhile, Supergirl and the team are faced with a challenge unlike anything they've ever dealt with before, and it brings Alex to her breaking point. Jesse Warren directed the episode with a story by Robert Rovner and Jessica Queller and teleplayed by Jay Farber and Jess Cardos. And, and so he, that's that's the description for episode two? That's the description for episode episode two, A Few Good Women. Yeah. So Lex is back? Lex is still in it? That's what, that's what this is saying. Now, this was released... Um, this was released a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. So I wonder if, you know, the fact that they mentioned Supergirl and the team together, I think some of this was written to avoid spoilers. Like they didn't want us to know that Supergirl would sure, be in the sure, Phantom sure, Zone sure. at this point, right? Because they released it before we even saw her go to the Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. So think about that. Keep that in, in the back of your mind as we as you read this. Because we weren't really sure if Lex would be around past this episode. But according to this, he will be. Well, then I am just confused. Yeah. I am yeah. so confused. I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of looking at this one as. Oh, as actually. Sort of, so I'm, I'm what? looking at this. I'm looking at that um, episode three. Yes. Um, description. And it also mentions Lex. So I think 
and it gives a little bit more detail without spoiling it. So I'll, I'll keep it to my, I'll keep it to my lonesome. I'll tell you after if you want. But it looks like we actually are going to get more John Cryer. Awesome. That's love to hear it. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Love to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I we mentioned uh, that super that um, episode three, um, episode three was titled. So I, I want to make sure I get this correct because it is currently titled Phantom Menaces. That is correct. Right. Uh, but it, it previously had a different title. And I think that's that's what our, our listener Kevin was talking about in his tweet when he said, I anticipated where, Har- where Carl was headed based on the third episode titles, which Phantom Menaces kind of uh, gave that away for him. So we know that she'll likely still be in the Phantom Zone, at least into episode three, uh, based on based on what we what we know i am we talked during the body of the episode here that this is an opportunity for the rest of the team to get to shine and Mm -hmm. i think a title like a few good women and and the what we saw in this um in this episode description uh tells us that yeah it's going to be very focused on the on the other female characters lena and how she's how far she's going to go to stop her brother, Alex and, 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 uh, her getting to her breaking point. I do wonder if with, with so much encouragement to tell Kelly the, the truth about Kara being Supergirl, I wonder if Alex being driven to her breaking point has anything to do with, with her relationship. Uh, oh, or it could very, it very well could entirely. be entirely. I don't know, because this is the team are faced with a challenge, unlike anything they've dealt before, and it brings Alex to her breaking point. So it's the team's challenge, but affects Alex the most. I don't know. It's 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 very vague. And to well, your point, it says Supergirl and team, and we know that Supergirl's in the Phantom Zone, so this is like, it's throwing us off like a little bit. I think, I think Supergirl and the team are faced with a challenge, unlike anything they've ever dealt, dealt with before is Supergirl gets banished to the Phantom Zone and now she and the team are faced with a new challenge, right? Because, like, that's... Her being gone uh, is a new yes. challenge for all of them. I, I see what you mean. Yes, okay. Yeah, that's very... I'm, I was trying to think of it like the... It's a, the, a Few Good Women is a, is a play on the title A Few Good Men, which is a courtroom drama, a military right. courtroom drama. Right, right. So I'm like, well, Alex is military. So, like, so I'm, like, trying to, like, go in a different angle, but that's I think you're right. Though. I think you're... Yeah. I think you're... I think you're right. I think the courtroom drama is lena and lex right because mm-hmm. lex has mm-hmm. been arrested we don't know how long the time jump is between um between the first episode and the second episode so enough time for Kara's bangs to grow out in the phantom zone i would assume so <laughs> yeah, like uh, so yeah so i'm not sure that's an interesting point yeah because since this was supposed to be a jump between seasons there could be a bigger a bigger time jump um there that's interesting yeah yeah i hadn't i hadn't really uh clocked that that's that's cool um and yeah looking uh looking ahead to episode three phantom menaces we don't have a trailer or anything but but we do have the description that uh uh that talks about supergirl makes a new ally and uh uh that's what I think Kevin could, was referring to when he said, "Will could be yeah, make a could new be ally that has the letter Z in their name." Um, mm-hmm. so that's that would be interesting. And the Z that stands for Zorro. Maybe it's Zorro. Maybe it's Zorro. Maybe it's yeah. Zorro. I did. Mm-hmm. I did could look. In, I was trying to remember. You know, when's the last time we heard Zod mentioned? And there was a mention um, 
a couple of a couple of seasons back where when Wynn was still on the show where he was puzzled over the fact that apparently Superman killed Zod in this reality. Um uh, yeah. I, I, I wonder I remember there being discussion about it at the time of like, oh, it's like a Man of Steel reference. Um, which like sort of, but but not necessarily. But that then gets me wondering, well, what if he didn't actually kill him? Maybe he had just banished him to the Phantom Zone and they said kill because that's what the you know yep that what yep that very well could be i mean that's a that's a good point that was in the episode for good um if you want to get really specific about it which was the 45th episode in the third season the 45th episode no 54 <laughs> sorry fi- sorry 54th episode and it was in the third season, season three yeah yeah um yeah it, it, it so th- there that's interesting i'm i'm we don't we don't we don't know more about who that is but she makes an ally in the phantom zone so that's that's very interesting i hope that's somebody that we know from comics lore i, I imagine it will be but yeah i'm sure i'm sure that it will be i can't if, if it's one of those mystery i'm sure it's one of those mystery roles and and when you when you don't reveal the name of a character that means that it's a, it's rather important because like when it's a a c or d list character they always go oh yeah it's so and so like this character and you're like i don't know who that is i'll have to look it up right and so um when they when they hold it back that means they want the audience to be surprised because it's it has name recognition that's right so we can expect an a to b character which is very cool yep yep very very it could be jack sore yeah oh yeah could be yeah yeah there's a there's quite there's quite a few phantom zone um attend uh, out there's a quite a few there could be non uh it oh, could yeah. be um yeah not allura um shoot what is not feora what's the feora equivalent ursa in superman 2 ursa, ursa. thank you yeah it yeah, could be ursa. ursa they could do it yeah yeah i mean there's so many kryptonian characters you could choose from they could be anybody from krypton that got sent to got sent mm-hmm. to that's uh, right could be zod's child do you remember that storyline from oh, sure. a while back yeah so this yeah, this yeah, there's some good stuff there. It could be any one of those things. So Yeah, before Clark and Lois had their own son, they raised Zod's child for a little while, not knowing it was Zod's mm-hmm. child. That was a cool that was a cool story actually. Yeah, that was gosh, two thousand six, seven, something, something like that. that. A long time ago, yeah. Thanks when, the, when that was yeah. Jeff Johns wrote that story that, with mm-hmm. Dick Donner yep. and the Cuberts did yep, the art. That, that's correct. That's correct. Wow, good memory on that. Yeah. That's classic. Gosh, that Frank, one. we're so old. We are so old. Anyway, so much to cover the rest of the season. We'll we'll have to just watch it unfold. But um, uh, send us your thoughts, your theories on on who who these people might be. Mail at superearltvtalk.com. We'll be back next week. We love you all. Thank you so much for listening. And until then, up, up and away.